We know Georgia politics from Peachtree Street to Pennsylvania Avenue. Politically Georgia podcast delivers exclusive news and analysis five days a week by a team of veteran political insiders watching your public officials. Hosted by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Greg Bluestein, Bill Nygut, Tia Mitchell, and Patricia Murphy. Listen weekdays at 10 a.m. on WABE 90.1. Stream everywhere or at AJC.com forward slash podcasts. News and analysis five days a week from Politically Georgia podcast. Whether you're buying a new car, a used car, or refinancing your current car, FedChoice Federal Credit Union could help save you money. FedChoice makes buying a car so easy that you can do everything right from your smartphone or on a computer. Become a member today and you can take advantage of their great rates and financing options. Find out more at FedChoice.org. That's FedChoice.org. Membership open to federal employees including contractors and their families. FedChoice Federal Credit Union insured by NCUA. From the studios of Fox 5 in Washington, D.C., you are on the Hill. Tom Fitzgerald here with you. Uh, Thanks for joining us once again. Uh, This is going to be interesting um, because one of the things people like to do a lot are talk about things without any real information backing it up. The Wall Street Journal has just conducted really some remarkably interesting um, polling about young people. Aaron Zittner is the Wall Street Journal's polling editor, and uh, he has been instrumental in putting this piece together, and he's been kind enough to join us on the Hill this time. Aaron, how are you? Hey, thanks for having me, Tom. Good to see you. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, we had you on the television program a little bit earlier, and we started to go through um, some of this. But just to orient folks right off the top here, what is it that you wanted to find out what was the the hypothesis question which kind of launched this well this is data from the wall street journal nbc news poll the two media organizations work together and we've been doing this for 30 years this poll has been out there for 30 years now and we do a lot of political polling who's ahead in the democratic primary and what people what do people think about president trump But some of the most value that you get out of polling is by asking questions that tell us what's going on in American society. How are people living their lives day to day? And then you can uh, uh, take that and try to connect how people live their lives to the forces that are driving our politics. So every once in a while, we like to take a deep breath and saying, what do people think about America? And what do they think about what's important in their own lives? And that's what we've done here 21 years ago in 1998 we asked the question, which of these things that we're going to list for you are most important to you in your daily life? And then we asked the same question about three weeks ago. Which of these things are most important in your daily life? And, you know, we saw some some things that were the same, but we saw some very important things that changed. What I, what I like about this is that it's a different question than just asking somebody, okay, what candidate are you interested in? And they list them one, two, or three. When you talk about values, you're also talking about what are we as a nation um, focusing on? What do we what do we care about? You're seeing some shifts in that in this in this country right now. That's right. Three values in particular really diminished over the 21 years, and they diminished because younger people feel differently than the older generation. So let's go through those. What are the three that have diminished? The first was patriotism. Um, we de- asked people that's then. depressing. <laughs> yeah. Well, for all of these, it, it can sound depressing, yeah. but we can talk about what might be behind it yeah. and, and 
and um, and whether it really is depressing. First was patriotism, down nine points. Um, uh, 21 years ago, you know, about three quarters of people said patriotism is a value that's very important to me. Now it's 60-some percent, 61 percent. Religion, another big, big one. That dropped 12 points uh, 21 years ago. About six in ten people said religion was very important to them. Today, it's less than half. And the third, very, very important one, is having children. Uh, six in ten people used to say having children was a very important thing to them, and now it's uh, about 40%. That's down 16 points. And again, what's driving this is when we look at people ages 50 and younger, the you know, we break out the Gen Z and millennial generation into one group and then the um, uh, uh, Gen Xers into another group. These three things, patriotism, religion, and having children, are just less important to those people in particular. I want to work backwards through these. Um, so let's start with the issue of having children. There was a time in this country was that was your predetermined course of life. You went to school. If you were lucky enough, you went to college. If not, you got a job. You got married. You had kids. This tends to, to tell me that what for generations was the norm in this country has, has now been turned on its head to the point where, where young people are not as locked in to what has been expected of them by by previous generations that they are um, going to forge their own path in life rather than just kind of follow what people before them had done well that's right and i can think of some kind of negative factors that are driving people to say having children is less important and some positive factors on the positive side we just reported in the wall street journal this week that for the first time more college-educated women are in the workforce this year than college-educated men. It's been true for a while that more women are going to college than men, but now we're seeing for the first time that college-educated women make up a larger share of the workforce than college-educated men. It might be that women have more opportunities, they have more work opportunities. It might also be that they're pushed to work more because you need to have two incomes these days, but there might be more work opportunities and that's causing people to delay having children. The negative force I can see is the effects of the recession. We know that people who aged into the workforce uh, during the recession, uh, people of childbearing age, started behind. They're, they have less wealth. You, if you start uh, uh, your work life at a lower salary, uh, it takes you much longer to catch up. Uh, there are issues around home ownership, and there might be a delayed uh, or, or avoiding uh, having children because uh, people are in a less advantageous economic situation than prior generations. Uh, the data on religion does not surprise me as much because this is a trend that has been talked about in this country for, for, for decades now. Um, concern over drop in church attendance. Um, but when people say that, that, that religion is um, not necessarily a high priorities or a high value on them, does that necessarily mean faith in general, a, a belief in God, or are we talking about organized religion, going to church, participating, or 
or, or donating to a religious organization because some people may view themselves as religious but not be churchgoers. Well, that's an yeah. excellent question. And one thing we thought about that, and one thing we did is we added an option for people in the new survey that we didn't have 21 years ago. So we not only asked about religion, but we asked about belief in God. Mm -hmm. And the two came out pretty much the same within wow. polling right. statistical. Now, if we had asked about spirituality, mm -hmm. about having just kind of faith in a higher being without using the word God, we might have gotten a different answer. But religion to me means two things. One is belief in God, and that I think we can say has diminished. But the other is the church as an organizing principle for our lives. People used to go to church quite often. Uh, in 2000, the year 2000, 41% of people told us that they went to church once a week or more. Now it's like 30%. Um, the share of people who never go to church is, is, is way up, particularly among young people. And that isn't just about God. It's about community. It's about how society is organized. It's how we interact with each other, how we find the, the people that we spend time with. Uh, Tom, uh, uh, when we asked younger people how they spend their time, more people, more younger people, ages 18 to 34, said that they played multiplayer video games like Fortnite mm -hmm. than went to church. So they're connecting in a different way, and we can discuss whether connecting online has the same value and what it means for society compared to going to a church building, connecting that way. But people are finding connection in different ways than before, and we know that, yes, church going is down. Well, I mean, I think it's also, it's an important trend to, to, to take a look at because for that generation who might not have the life experience of those of us who are older than them, to them, that is community connection. To them, you know, as an older adult, I might look at somebody who's younger playing video games and think to myself, oh, my, my goodness, what a, you know, what a terrible waste of time. But to them, that, you know, in effect, is their moment of interaction uh, and uh, communication with others, even though it's a video game. Well, that's right. We... We can say society is changing. We can have a whole separate conversation about whether it's changing yeah. for the better or the worse because of the way we interact with each other. Um, what does this tell us? Now, let's draw this into the world of politics. So we've got a decrease in the value of religion. We've got a slipping value of having children. And... Now we've also got a trend down in patriotism. It would seem to me, as somebody who follows politics, that religion, patriotism, and having children are the kind of things that would be Republican talking points for a lot of their candidates, not only in the past, but potentially moving forward. Is they're a canary in a coal mine here for Republicans about the way these trends are moving. I think so. I think that these values cut several ways. They, the two parties are different in the values that their constituents hold most important. And there's also a division within the Democratic Party in particular. The Republican Party is more unified around values, but one of the values it's unified around is religion. We know that people who go to church more than once a week are much more likely to be Republican than Democratic. We know that evangelical Christians in particular are a very solid block 
for Republicans. And as people become less religious, you have to ask what the Republican Party is going to re- do about a more secular society and how it's going to appeal in a more secular society. The other thing, though, is a lot of these differences are by age, and um, that shows up very much in the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party uh, has a larger share of younger people. It's a more racially and ethnically diverse party, and it's a more liberal party, but it does have plenty of um, folks from the older generations. And so the division within the Democratic Party over patriotism and religion is much more stark than within the in the Democratic Party. It's more stark than within the Republican Party. And that means if you're running for president, say, this year, how do you speak to a young generation that holds one set of values dear and another generation within the same party that holds a different set of values dear? You don't see Democrats uh, trying to bridge that gap very often, except maybe, you know, you see a Pete Buttigieg, who's one of the few candidates who is talking about his religious faith. Um, uh, but um, finding a message that unifies the Democrats around a set of these social values, mm-hmm. as I'll, uh, I'll leave aside a set of policy, a separate, might be harder for the Democrats than for the Republicans. Well, let's explore that a little bit, because, you know, traditionally in politics, the candidate, whether he's a Democrat or Republican, will talk about things like, you know, it's the American dream, and, you know, you want to be able to have a country, get a job, and, and, and raise your family, and, and um, you know, do these kinds of things. It, it would seem to me, when you look at the trend this is moving in, this has also got to be a wake-up call to politicians in that you need to speak to these younger voters differently than perhaps you did 20 years ago, 30 years ago, the first time Joe Biden ran for president. I think very, I think very much uh, so. Uh, um, I'm, you know, George W. Bush comes to mind as someone who, who spoke uh, very directly to evangelical Christians and uh, used biblical language. Some of it, language unfamiliar to those of us who are not evangelical Christians, but which was very meaningful to people who kind of knew the Scripture. Um, and you don't hear uh, that as much. You certainly don't hear it from President Trump and. Um, President Obama wore it less on his sleeve. But Tom, let's talk about some of the things that unify Americans, because your point about how politicians should talk to people uh, uh, emerges there. Three things came up as very firmly held values, but each one of those has a challenge. Things that Americans value today are hard work. That's one that we tested 20 years ago. And hard work was at the top of the list back then, and it's at the top of the list now. And two values that we didn't test 20 years ago come up at the top of the list today. They're tolerance for others and financial security. So Americans believe in working hard, in playing well with others, and in seeking financial security. All three of those, though, I would call aspirational, because you take them one at a time. People believe in hard work, but we also know from this poll and others that people think that the political system and the economic system in this country are not rewarding their hard work, that they're aimed at the elite and the insiders. Uh, That's a feeling that fueled Donald Trump very much, but it's also a feeling that's fueling Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, the whole the system is rigged kind of thing uh, uh, that you hear from those candidates. Undercuts, I would say, or, or presents the other side of the value of hard work. Tolerance for others. Um, Americans think is very important, and yet 
race relations are judged to be at a very low point right now. We, in this new poll, hit a record low among African Americans when we ask, are race relations in this country good or bad? A record low saying relations are bad, and we just had these horrible shootings in El Paso where uh, Hispanics were targeted. So tolerance is a high value, but we don't seem to think we're living up to it. And financial security, very important to people. People think the economy is in pretty good shape now. More people say the economy is strong than say it's weak. But ask about the future, and you get a different picture. Mm -hmm. People are very worried about where the economy is headed. And a question that we ask consistently is, do you think the next generation will have it better than the generation today? And people are very skeptical that the next generation will have it as good as we do now. So financial security, people are okay, feel good now, but they're worried about the future. Well, and I would think that even though those are aspirational things, that also has to be very concerning in the here and now for somebody who's running for political office because if you've got a situation where people are telling you they value hard work, but at the same time they feel left out of the economy, which they themselves acknowledge is doing well, but it's not doing as well for them as they think it could. That suggests me, to me that there is something to be spoken to about um, a level playing field when it comes to uh, who is benefiting off of this economy and who is not. And it seems to suggest that a lot of people who are, are, are answering this poll in regards to values are, are saying that they do not feel like they are getting the benefits of what they themselves acknowledge is a very strong economy. And I think it's why you, you have some commonality in the message of some of the um, quote-unquote progressive Democrats and President, it's gonna, and President Trump. And it's going to be interesting to see how President Trump plays this because he ran on this kind of um, the system is rigged against you message, but he's also made America great again in his mm-hmm. words. He's going to have to Uh, at the same time say, I've made America great. We've got to keep it great. Look, the economy's good. It's true. We have record um, low unemployment among some of the groups left out, like minorities. That's hard for... And and at the same time, acknowledge the anger at the system. At times, though, it seems it's hard for Trump to do that because when you watch his stump speeches, Donald Trump in his natural element is the aggressor, is the attacker. He likes to attack things and you know the brilliance of his campaign in 2016 was the fact that here you had this you know world famous real estate tycoon who was giving voice to the concerns and frustrations of the little guy but four years into this administration right now uh the president does seem at times to struggle with with this uh, idea of talking good news about things you know he's questioned whether or not the head of the federal reserve is a big enemy of the united states and the president of china he said in one of his rallies a couple of weeks ago that if he were not to be reelected, the stock market and all other kinds of things would have horrible horrible consequences um so it, it, it presents a challenge to this president in particular because the way he does seem to be hardwired to kind of be on the attack all the time. It's not as easy when you're trying to build things up and trying to present the good news if you're somebody who traditionally is known as the aggressor and the person who is kind of coming at issues rather than 
explaining or touting issues. That's right. And he's also a president who always needs a foil. And a lot of the foils have gone away lately. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Clinton isn't as potent as a as um, someone to be vanquished anymore. Right. And Jerome Powell is not a nationally known figure uh, in the same way the head of the Federal Reserve. Well, he's pro probably a lot target. more people know him now no, than they did before. Yeah. Um, it it's going to be very interesting to watch um, uh, the the message that the president uh, puts out because. Uh, he is the Make America Great president. And this, well, I would put it this way. This election is presenting two views of the economy. One is that this economy is better than ever. As the president reminds us, we have the best economy in the world, he says. Uh, our economy is hot. It is true that wages at the bottom end are starting to rise, that unemployment among minority groups is at record lows. And yet, Income inequality and wealth inequality is is still very high. We've been publishing stories about how the wealth that's been generated since the recession is definitely concentrated at the top of the income scale. Which vision is more compelling, that the economy is great and it's lifting all boats, or that as the economy grows, so does inequality? So that's a message that you hear from Warren and Sanders. Right. So that's where I was going with this. So the, the, the message from the Democrats is not, to go and campaign and say, are you better off than you four, were four years ago, to paraphrase Ronald Reagan? Because the answer there might be that, yes, the economy is better off than it was four years ago. However, the real question the Democrats need to look at in 2020 is, are you sharing in this economy? And this polling suggests that people who are younger are saying they do not feel like they are fully sharing in this. I think pe people are insecure, uh, angry, and worried about the next generation. And you tell them, hey, inflation is at an all, you know, is very low. Fl inflation is below 2% uh, mm -hmm. or whatever the num number is in this quarter. And yet they look at their health care bills, their college tuition bills. Um, if you're caring for aging parents, they still feel the struggle bills, in their lives. Yes. Yeah. Inflation for the things you need has been is high. Aaron Zittner is the polling editor from the Wall Street Journal. Um, Aaron, I want to direct people to be able to read and look at this. How, how can they find uh, this uh, wonderful piece of uh, research? Well, it's uh, WSJ.com is our website. Um, if you Google Wall Street Journal NBC News poll and patriotism, you'll find it. I think we have one click free. Okay. So you probably can get into Save that story. Save it for story. this because you want to read this. Save that <laughs> and one And otherwise, we have a paywall yeah. paywall up. But um, Paywalls I, are good things, by <laughs> the way, because um, we need to continue to support journalism, especially support great journalism like this. Uh, Aaron Zittner, thanks for joining us on The Hill Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Tom. All right. And you've been listening to the On The Hill Podcast coming to you from the studios of Fox 5 DC here in Washington. We thank you for joining us this time. We'll see you next time on The Hill. Ven a JCPenney y termina tus compras navideñas con brillantes descuentos como hasta 70% en joyería después del cupón. Además tenemos velas, mantas suavecitas y más desde $7.99 y miles de doorbusters en marcas como Adidas, Champion, Disney y Carters. Recoge tu pedido el mismo día. Es rápido y gratis. Estará listo en dos horas o menos hasta las 3 p.m. en Nochebuena. JCPenney, celebraciones que valen la pena. Ofertas válidas hasta el 24 de diciembre en selección de estilos. Aplican exclusiones. Doorbusters excluyendo los cupones. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com.